previously on my best friend's journal. Mikey booked a show! So fucking happy. An amazing role in a Vita. I can't fucking wait. We are half moved out of our house. Peter left for Australia yesterday. Jack Black is a crazy doctor in an early season of Will and Grace, and he goes, any hooselbees. <laughs> Today, Elle told me he was surprised I'm here because I'm so awkward to watch on stage. Mm. I have a redemption story. Like, two years later, I was back in the studio. She needs a name. She needs a name. She's like an average singer. Well, okay, average lead singer. <laughs> she is feeling insecure about the other two people, and I think they are making it known. And uh, this is drama that will last the entire time. People are being helpful to neighbors and elderly and immunocompromised people in their communities. My little pessimist heart has grown three sizes in this <laughs> pandemic. Five years ago, he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek, grab a drink, or smoke some pot. Your private thoughts read aloud. How does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote. This shit might get too real. Nothing here is sacred. I'm haunted by my past. It's called my best friend's journal. Let's start this damn podcast. Let's sing this theme a little longer first. It's someone's favorite podcast. Yes, and the world's greatest podcast. Oprah's favorite podcast. Hello. Hi, who's there? <laughs> it's me, c'est moi. It's Cam. I, I, I don't know how to say. That's c'est moi, it's that's Cam. right. Cam. Oh, that's not... That's <laughs> say, say Cam? <laughs> say Cam. Mm. <laughs> no, say it. <laughs> <laughs> say my name, bitch. Is that a... That's American Pie. Say my name, bitch. What's her name? What's the character of the redhead that she went on to do um, How I Met Your Mother? Allison something. Yeah. She's the girl who... One time at band camp, I stuck a flute in my pussy. Allison Janney. Yeah, Allison Janney notoriously <laughs> stuck a flute up her <laughs> vagina at band camp. <laughs> Speaking of flute up a vagina, what's the deal with Gwyneth Paltrow's um, vagina-scented candle? Oh, it's a whole shtick that they did. It, they sold it on Goop. It sold out. It's part of her whole like crazy aesthetic I, we have not introduced this podcast yet so before we get into gwyneth paltrow's vagina um <laughs> who's getting in there we know that i'm cam who are you i'm mike and this is my best friend's journal sure is welcome to our podcast thank you so much are you welcoming me or are you welcoming the people uh no you're never welcome in my podcast cool, uh cool, cool. welcoming the the listeners um some of whom might be new because um well, I don't know. Everything's kind of new. What's new with you, Mike? Um, all right. Well, let's get some bad news out first. That show I was really excited for this summer, Avita, got canceled. Um, but that, that is a real fucking gut punch. It is. But I, you know what? It's I am disappointed, but also I just get it. And like, you know what? I, there's nothing we can do but try and focus on the things we can focus on, which includes this here podcast. So uh, we're throwing all our energy into that. I really respect that attitude that you have. Uh, it is tough, though. Um. I, it is a, a constant roller coaster of thinking, wow, this sucks. And then also, wow, I'm grateful because I don't have it nearly as bad as a lot of people. Yeah. I had one beautiful moment of just, I, I had one really good day in the last week, which is. I thought, I feel like you've been doing well. Do you feel like you only had one good day? No, no, no. I, I've been, I've been doing fine. Uh, I okay. mean, it's hard to have like a exceptionally good day in the current situation. Why? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> we had some of the most perfect 
springtime weather, uh, maybe, I don't know, sometime last week. Uh, and I spent the day outside. It was, I had the sun on my back and I just, I went out for a quick workout and I ended up staying outside for like two hours, just like playing. Oh I was God. like working on handstands and I made my workout a little bit longer and I was just really enjoying being outside. And, um, I was just kind of basking in the, um, the, the glow of springtime. Um, and it felt like the world was okay in that moment for that couple of hours. And I was just really, I was the right amount of caffeinated. So I wasn't mm-hmm. jittery, but I was like very energetic. Um, and I just was having, I, I had the best time and I'm trying to really hold on to moments like that. I've heard before. I don't remember from who, uh, that humans adjust to whatever the circumstances are within like three months or something. Like even if you lost your leg, all of a sudden life feels normal again after three months or whatever the time period is. And it's echoed again in, uh, eat, pray, love. What's her name? Elizabeth Gilbert. Yeah. She says that like, she, she tells a story of her psychologist or psychiatrist friend helping refugees and, uh, they're facing all kinds of turmoil in their life. And still the biggest question they have is about like the crush that they have on their sister's boyfriend or whatever. And how like our very normal human things still float back to the surface, no matter what is going on in the world. Yeah. Do you ever think, uh, spend any time thinking about the fact that, um, I don't know, this is always kind of a theme in my internal dialogue that like the world does not revolve around me, but my world revolves around me. So um, sometimes I get too caught up in how everything is affecting my personal universe, you know, mm-hmm. more often now, obviously, because the for the first time ever, the entire globe is is talking about the exact same thing. I feel part of a greater community i feel more like the world is more connected it's not it's not so insular and so uh kind of cellular you know person by person i it, mm-hmm. it is it, it's hard to kind of put words around because you know i i can't always keep this good perspective i can't always keep a perspective about feeling like oh good is going to come out of this because it is scary and it's sad and everything is up in the air um but sometimes i get those kind of glimpses of being a part of a larger humanity which i don't feel that often yeah, for sure. Um, right now, I still feel uh, hopeful, and I'm still working on my own things and trying to, you know, maintain a sense of normalcy. And I think that's all possible for a good long while, but I don't know when that will end. Yeah, who knows if we will ever get the opportunity throughout this very fast-paced, like ever-changing situation to feel like we are. I don't know. Sorry, I, I'm putting words around this for the first time, but like. I feel still every day like things are changing quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we're sitting at home for four weeks, I mean, we're in week two of it. But if we're sitting at home for four weeks or six weeks or eight weeks or longer, there is going to be some point where we're like, this has not changed in a really long time. This yeah. is the same. It's just it right now it's changing so much that I don't think we we feel that yet. Right. I was just saying this to Michaela and Christian because we're spending a lot of time together because we're in a isolation pod together. We were playing charades and it was adorable. And uh, I was like, oh my God, we're playing charades. How fun. And then I was like, at what point is this going to, are we going to stop having fun? Are we going to be like, it's not, uh-huh. it's not a fun little vacay. At some point, maybe. Um, I brought my Xbox out the other day. Um, oh, and I like, so butch. Yeah, it was so butch. Yeah. I bought it like years ago to play a specific game and I played it for like a night and I was like, I can't sit still and barely ever touch it. But I, I brought it out and got it hooked up and like bought the, brought the controllers out and I'm just staring at them going, I'm going to want to play that at some point, but I'm not there yet. Like right now I'm like deep into a puzzle. Um, but at some point I'm going to need some other form of entertainment. So I'm saving, I'm saving that for the next phase of this isolation when I need something brand new. I get it. At this point, I feel like I have so many things to do. I've 
I've made lists and I'm like, here are all the many things I need to get done. And that feels kind of never ending at this moment, which is good. But like, is there going to be a point when I finish them all? <laughs> but if so, then amazing. I finished all these huge things. I, you know what? I don't think there is going to be a point because you know, I have said this. I'm always, especially when I'm complaining about waiting tables, I'm like, ugh, my time is way more valuable than my money and I don't want to go to work. Uh-huh. <laughs> and now uh, I've been stripped of my money and given all the time. <laughs> so I should be a very rich person. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, I have to, I've been saying this so long that now I need to like put up or shut up. I have all the time. So I better fucking prove how valuable my time is. Time to lean, time to clean. Time to lean. I once had a manager who would say that to me in earnest when I worked retail in college, which is just the grossest, hackiest thing you could possibly say to an employee. Yeah, I hate it. I had a manager who used to say that to me, not, not those exact words, but if he, um, didn't see you like sweating hard at work, he would assign you the most ridiculous task. So whenever he'd walk by, I'd pretend to be like furiously scrubbing the counters, like full body into it. Um, because otherwise he'd be like, uh, real quick, when you get a chance, just before you go, could you, uh, re the roof? <laughs> well, where was this that you were working? This was a friendlies and I was 16 and I would not have it. Like b- before you clock out, could you just, just retile the backsplash in the bathroom? <laughs> Yeah, no big deal. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's not good management, people. It's not. He probably wasn't the happiest man. He was a, he was an odd little bird. An odd bird. Okay, so let me ask you this: What is the most beautiful glimpse of humanity you've had in the crisis over the past week? Oh, what has been a moment where you're like, some good is happening? I'm seeing something. I'm seeing some light in in all this darkness. Um, well, I still maintain, I said last episode that people just seem to be being kinder to one another. And I really feel like that's still true, which is great because that, like we were just saying, who knows when that will end too. And people's state of mind can change quickly, but for now, everyone's still kind. And my sister sent me just a random $20 Venmo and said, um, catch yourself the best vegan omelet you can find. (laughs) And, uh, I thought that was cute and hysterical because I was like, oh my God, yay, a V omelet. And then I realized that a V omelet looks like a vomlet, which is like an awful abbreviation. Oh, that was the most Mike way of telling a story in the entire world. I'm really glad that we got to a gross abbreviation out of a moment of beauty. That was a generous thing of your sister to do. It's really nice. It was very sweet. And we FaceTimed, which we honestly don't do that often. But it's like, it's been amazing the amount of literal FaceTime I'm getting with people I care about. And yeah, I don't know. I'm just grateful that we have the time and the technology to make that possible. Um, It is a really strange um thing to think about though like what if this had happened even 20 years ago you know 15 years ago um before people had the ability to video chat with friends or um you know it's i've heard from so many people that i only rarely get to chat with you know um but did anyone send you money for a vomlet um no one no one venmoed me uh although hey uh, (laughs) i'm available no uh i i did have a, a kind of a a beautiful moment uh when I so I had been putting off going to the grocery store forever because I kept seeing all these reports of long lines and people being crazy and hoarding shit and I just uh, I waited until I was completely out of produce and I was like I need fresh food I have to go to the grocery store so I went the other day um, and here in LA they're li- letting uh, only small groups of people into the grocery store at a time so mm-hmm. there's like a, a line outside um, and they will let in like groups of ten after ten people have checked out. Um, everyone was patient. Literally everyone was patient. I did see one person walk up. It was a a dude and he knew someone in line and he waved and 
she was like, are you ready to like stand in this long line? And he was like, oh, I really just came for a jar of peanut butter. Uh, but I guess like, th- you know, I got to do what I got to do. And and she was like, oh, my gosh, I'm ahead of you in line. I'll drop it off at your house and leave it on your doorstep after this. Just don't oh. stand in line. Go home. This is silly. Um, That's really sweet. And she was like, do you like crunchy or creamy? He was like, I like crunchy, but it's the apocalypse. I'll take whatever I can get. <laughs> so <laughs> can you imagine um, she brings creamy? He's like, fuck you. <laughs> That is not what I wanted. I like that she even asked. It was, I think, because in this situation, you know, it was the end of the day. Like, you're just going to get what you can get at the grocery store. Um, But anyway, everyone, I've never seen Angelinos be so polite and human and connected with each other. It was a bunch of strangers. I've never heard that. You haven't? That's what people are called that live in Los Angeles? No, it sounds Um, like Angelina Jolie's followers. (laughs) (laughs) We're all there for Angelina Jolie gossip magazines. Um. No, I'd never seen people act so nice in this city. Everyone was very calm. Um, And there was a homeless guy that was sitting out there that was kind of hanging out in the line. And um, people were looking a little bit wary. But then the the security guard invited him in and let him sit at a table in the cafe and the grocery store so he could just be inside for a little while. Um, Which was I've never seen happen at a grocery store in L.A. Normally people are running homeless people out of grocery stores. It is a tough time to i mean it is always a tough time to be homeless but i can only imagine and i'm sure you are right you know looked at like someone with leprosy yeah it it feels like any any problems we already had before this have just like compounded you know 100 um but there was one funny moment in the grocery where um i was i was just in the produce section just walking around so happy that they had food um and this lady came in and she had a stroller she was pushed the stroller was like completely covered with a sheet and she like seemed like in a in a good mood but probably just didn't want to hang out in a grocery store with an infant uh and so why not sounds fun she she hollered to the the produce guy she goes you guys got potatoes today and he goes we got potatoes and she's like great any limit on those potatoes he's like no limit we got plenty of potatoes she's like woohoo I was like, what is going on right now? So I like rounded the corner and she was there picking out all her potatoes. I was like, you must love potatoes. And then in a strange twist, she traded her baby for the potatoes. <laughs> she left the baby there. <laughs> um, no, she she just looked at me and she was like, I'm out here shopping for all my coworkers. They couldn't find potatoes at their grocery store and there's no limits here. This is the best. I was like, this is a weird situation, but also good for her. She's out there shopping Aww. for people, making sure everyone had the potatoes they needed. <laughs> Get your potatoes. But I kind of... I get it. A, potatoes are fucking delicious, and they last a long time. Like, when you want they a do, yeah. lovely fucking warm carb, potatoes it, man. <laughs> a warm carb. Yeah, I'd take potatoes over rice any day. You know how I feel about rice. Uh, do I? I love rice. You don't like rice? Oh, you know what? You never get rice when we have when we have Thai or when we have Indian. Mm-mm. I don't know how many times we're going to have to have this conversation for you to believe me that I don't really like rice. But I'm sorry I don't that it's really not like top that. of my priority list. <laughs> <laughs> no, my menu preferences. <laughs> That's crazy. I love rice. I could fucking live on it. And I have. I worked on cruise ships. No, that's a no for me. So speaking of not my priority, I feel like you've neglected to mention something that sounds like a priority. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, that's fair to say. Um, Any big news? Anything else change other than (laughs) COVID-19? Remember how last week I was talking about how it was a fragile emotional mess because Peter just moved to Australia in the middle of a global pandemic? He's back. (laughs) Oh! Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> hey, Peter. I, I love the feigning of surprise like we don't talk every minute of every day um yeah so um peter got to australia he was there in his uh mandatory 14-day quarantine in his hotel uh started work 
Um, and then things started to happen like the border in Australia closed to non-residents indefinitely, meaning for a number of months at the very least, I'm not going to be able to come there. Um, and then things started to shut down in Australia like real estate and um, companies were having to go work from home. So he was looking at the prospect of not being able to rent an apartment sitting in a hotel or an Airbnb, working from home, Skyping in, video conferencing into all of his meetings and stuff at this new job. And he realized, hey, I can do all that from the States, and then I still get to be with my family during this very scary time. So long story short, he talked to his new boss who pretty much said, that makes the most sense ever, book the next flight. So he booked the, a flight home the very next day after he had that conversation, and he got home yesterday. So wow. he's home with me. Um, we are, does it feel amazing? Uh, like, I know it's under crazy circumstances, but like how, how excellent, like that's great to get to be with him. Right it, now. it is, it is absolutely great. It feels like he was just on like a regular length business trip. Um, yeah, a, as opposed to, yeah, it was a week. It was fine. Um, so, uh, yeah, it is. It, it honestly is, is fabulous. Uh, the family is here. Um, we can weather the storm together. Um, it makes it a lot easier to think about the idea of, moving because as soon as we're allowed to move again we have to be out of our house so it's all it's a pretty overwhelming time to think about navigating all that by myself with two dogs so um and just emotionally i'm really happy to have my person here it makes a huge amount of difference that is lovely that is some good news out of all of this Um, yeah and so now he's working a really weird work schedule where he's uh, working sydney time so he works like 3 to 11 Sunday through Thursday. Oh yikes. <laughs> Which <laughs> to 11 p.m. Weird. Is, he goes to bed at like 8. It's yeah, going to be tough. It's yeah, he's going to have to change the old shedge. He is going to have to change that shedge. <laughs> Such a weird <laughs> way to say that. Um but we all have to change our shedges because nothing is uh, normal anymore. As for me, I'm just I'm continuing my normal routine uh from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. I sit around with my fingers in my asshole and scroll on Instagram. Um well, in all your sitting around fingering yourself, have you had any <laughs> <laughs> have you managed to have any gay moments? Um, I complained to you earlier. You were like, stop with the drama. I was like, I'm not going to have sex ever again. But, you know, honestly, I already got two in this year, so I'm good for the year at least. Yikes. Got two in, literally. <laughs> yeah, the gay moments are few and far between now. So, like, any moment could be the gayest moment of the week. You have to pick one. Okay, I have one. Okay. Gay, 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 gay. Uh, I've been spending plenty of time with Michaela's parents because they live just up the street. And so if any of us get sick, we're all getting sick together. That being said, some when I spend a lot of time with people, my, you know, vulgar personality just shines right through. And we were talking about the toilet paper shortage. And I was joking. I was like, oh, you know, what? just head over to the shower and rinse it out. And then rinse like, it out. <laughs> running out of toilet paper is like not a concern. If I have to waddle over to the shower and rinse my butthole, like it'll be fine. I'll survive. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, when I made this comment to Michaela's dad, he offered to help me. And I was like, you know what? That'd be great because like, I can't hold a, a, a nozzle and hold my butt cheeks open at the same time. So I was like, I'll just get in all fours in the front yard. You grab the hose. He was like, no problem. I'll spray your sphincter right up. And, uh, we have an agreement now. <laughs> so your gayest moment, if I'm hearing this correctly, is threatening to show <laughs> Michaela's dad, your butthole dirty. Butt. Yeah. That or Michaela's dad threatening to douche me. Douche you with the hose. <laughs> that sounds dangerous. So yeah, that was absolutely my gayest moment. And it's just pretty unfortunate that it was with Michaela's dad. But what are you going to do? You have the people you yeah, have. Yeah, sounds you know? like you're close, um, honestly. Closer now, TBH. Uh-huh. Um, now, Cam, your husband's back. 
anything super gay. I mean, he's been back for less than 24 hours, but did he offer you any like gay comfort? Uh, you know, what? <laughs> gay comfort. That sounds loaded. Um, I, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I can't use that word in your presence without it just sounding so dirty. There's like a pretty big list of words you can't use. To <laughs> that's, that's very true. Um, no, the, I, I'm going to be sweet about my gayest moment. My gayest moment was you often are. Well, I, I'm a sweet man. What can I say? Uh, yeah, my mine was very simple. It was welcoming my big gay husband back into my life yesterday. Uh, when he, my big gay husband. He got out of his Uber, and I was just so excited, and I gave him just the biggest hug on our doorstep, and it just made me so comforted um, in this very disquieting time to feel his arms around me. And that was definitely my gayest moment. Oh, that is very, very sweet, genuinely. And it leads me to another question. I always wonder when spouses or partners or whatever haven't seen each other for a long time and you like run into embrace you want the hug right you want the full body like feel you want to like squeeze yourself as hard as you can into the other person but like sometimes you'll see on tv or whatever a kiss or something like how uh how do you make that decision for i guess that's funny that you say that because like peter had been home for an hour and he looked at me real sad he was like you haven't kissed me yet i was like oh my god i'm so sorry and it was (laughs) just i go for the hug like i want that embrace not that i don't love to kiss him but like the that's like that's romantic whereas like the embrace is comforting and i needed to be comforted in that moment you know what i mean yeah or that's like where my head was at so um that makes sense to me it's yeah, just like feel feel wrapped up in someone's arms. That is uh, much more comforting than a kiss. Um, but not not necessarily sweeter. It's just about whatever the moment calls for. Hmm. Yeah. You don't want to like run face first into a kiss. That feels like you're going to lose some teeth, you know? Super don't. <laughs> yeah. I already, uh, I chipped a tooth once early when what? Peter and I were together. He kissed me pretty aggressively and uh, <laughs> knocked me, knocked into one of my front teeth with one of kissed his. Kissed you and pretty aggressively with a hammer? He came in hot for a kiss and we bumped front teeth and I chipped a tooth and it really like, it was jagged and it hurt and I had to go to a dentist and have my tooth ground down. <laughs> that is fucked i have never heard <laughs> i don't even know how to respond to that your husband chipped your tooth with his face <laughs> hey, yep sure did rock hard face <laughs> that's how i like my man Ooh, look at that face fucking rock hard Daddy, you're making uh, my face hard gross can i tell you something that i miss me no <laughs> i miss your journal we didn't get to read it at all last episode you know how we could fix that problem yeah let's get into it Remind us where we were. It's the beginning of September 2014. Um, We are in rehearsals for my new ship and meeting a new cast of characters. Succinctly put. So we are in September 15th, 2014. Blocked Angels and Careless Whisper. Oh, your friend, uh, who we've been calling DC for Dance Captain, officially got the Dance Captain job. Woo. Uh, and you wrote, yay! <laughs> uh, and then you got a... It says, so we'll call him S is my roommate. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. So no matter what, I was going to have a roommate, but it like whoever the dance captain was uh, kind of decided that for me. Um, but I ended up with this guy S who dates someone on the ship. So never was in our room. Oh, in fact, okay. this, this bitch. Okay. So it was actually a wonderful thing. He was never there. He just like used his bed as storage and it like curtained off, but he would come in. Like always the timing was perfect right after I had scrubbed the toilet, like cleaned the bathroom, really, really cleaned the room and would just unload in that toilet and it would go everywhere and it would be like, like a full nightmare. Like paint like I the would bowl. Paint. 
<laughs> paint the bowl. Yes, I would like, you know, I wouldn't even want to shit in there for a minute just to enjoy. I Well, <laughs> I'm sure that he would come in and do that because he didn't want to have those bowl painters in his girlfriend's room. His girlfriend. Um, cute. Oh, he was the only other gay guy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, he definitely didn't want to do that in his boyfriend's room. Yeah, he's douching in my room, too. It was like, fun. So you don't sleep here, but you just do. I, I'm in your douche room. <laughs> yeah, he, he comes to your room to do all the un unattractive butt stuff Mm -hmm. um so wait a second i have two questions first of all i thought that lead singers on these ships always got their own room is that not the case it's not the case it is only the case on bigger ships and this was a smaller ship which was real unfortunate for me you poor unfortunate soul poor unfortunate lead singer this is also a windowless cabin by the way oh seriously yeah this is a shitty this is like the worst lead singer you can be (laughs) oh god i honestly for sure thought you had a window okay so you had your own semi-private interior room and also why are you scrubbing your own toilet do you not have housekeeping in this anymore lost it on this contract too oh god mike this is not an upgrade honey no it was a like my standard was set far too high with my first ship. It was luxury and cush. And even like I was a lesser position with like more clout. I'm a higher uh-huh. position with less clout on this ship. Uh-oh. Was I it think, a, was it like a rough transition slash a uh, hard pill to swallow? I think I was still at an age where like I could handle it. I couldn't do it now. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. That doesn't sound like a lot of fun. Um, So it says no food truck, but Chinese and Life of Pi. Oh, <laughs> you didn't get to do your food truck Monday this time around. <laughs> <Wow>. Poor thing. <laughs> but like Chinese is, you know, it's always a win in my book. Yeah. Oh, man. Do I want Chinese food? Okay, really quick. I'm having a really hard time uh, eating super well in quarantine because uh, I... It should be the easiest ever. Like I'm making a lot of food, um, but I think part of my stress is wanting to eat like shitty food. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm able to convince myself that I'm doing a good thing by ordering takeout, not every meal by any means, but pretty often because I'm supporting a business and therefore someone's getting paid. I'm buying their food, whatever, um, where really it's just laziness and cravings. Um, I am very happy to order out. I do think that is if I can... um, like do contactless delivery, have people leave it outside, um, and and then you know wash my hands after I touch any packaging. I'm not too worried about that part of it. I was um, gonna ask you because I feel like I've got to like bleach everything that comes from the outside world, but I don't want to eat bleach. <laughs> yeah, you definitely don't. You don't have to bleach the food, um, but I'm I am putting a lot of faith in restaurants to that they're using like extreme food safety. I don't know if that's the case or not. I hope a lot of restaurants are. I don't know. Uh, what you don't want to hear this i'm just gonna say i I don't want to discourage people from it from supporting businesses i know when like in a restaurant sometimes some shady food practices happen in the kitchen when they're in a rush and whatever but i think in the current situation with a much lower demand and like a much less of a rush i would imagine that they have no reason to not be taking every precaution yeah i i I just need that variety like one of my very favorite things my dearest pleasures in life is to eat at a restaurant i understand that's a privilege and it's not something that i get to do right now and that's fine but eating food that i don't prepare is is really nice sometimes uh however yesterday i had peter uh he got home and he was like oh god i need uh caffeine he was jet lagged and he had to work he worked right when he got back yeah he worked yesterday all evening wasn't he up for like 18 hours um traveling for 18 hours and then he worked an eight hour day jesus um but he was like, I need caffeine. I'm going to go to the Starbucks drive through I was like, great. Would you stop by Taco Bell for me? Because I've been craving it for a week. And so he, he got Taco Bell for me. I'm like, that is not a local business. That is not. 
not. <laughs> I'm not putting putting please, money. Please into the support pump. local. Go to Taco Bell. <laughs> go to McDonald's. Just help the little guy. You know. Taco Bell is the only fast food I ever crave, and sometimes I just need it, and I needed it, and it went down so easy. Oh, I was so happy. Well, you. I mean, it's that time of the episode where now I'm fucking starving. Can't think uh-huh. of anything but food. So thanks for that. But um, I actually have been eating pretty well, which is good. My goal is that um. I'm eating pretty well most of the time and like every couple days I get one cheat meal. So that's like either order out or make something that's not that healthy or whatever. But you know, when it sounds very reasonable, yeah, it seems very reasonable to me as well. <laughs> I didn't beat <laughs> myself up for eating Taco Bell where sometimes I've been in, there've been times in my life where I would have given myself a really hard time for that. Like eating fast food in my own home. I don't well, have to. You've given yourself a hard time, but it's just, it's going to be on the other end. You're going to have a difficult time um, getting rid of it. Not me. Taco <laughs> Bell does not upset my belly at all. McDonald's. I have oh. one McDonald's cheeseburger. I feel shitty for like 12 hours. Oh, that makes sense. Well, we've talked about this with Taco Bell. It actually can be fairly healthy depending on how you do it. Yeah, I didn't do it healthy, but it doesn't upset <laughs> my belly. So anyway, you ate Chinese food. You watched Life of Pi. Um, I didn't like it. Didn't like it. Oh, Life of Pi? Yeah. Is that the one with I the tiger? I think I finished it. Yeah, tiger boat, kid, weird stuff. Okay. Tiger boat, kid, you know. Yeah, He's I d- part I know. tiger, part boat, part kid. I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. Um, okay. On September 16th, found out I got vocal captain. Woohoo! Woo! Get that job, baby. Um, yeah, oh. that's great. Also, dad got a job, exclamation point. Hmm. You... <laughs> now, he had been out of work for uh, a long time. And in hindsight, it's because it's hard to get work when you're running from the fuzz. But um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, was, I was like happy and it felt like cosmic that we both got our, you know, got a promotion slash job yeah, on the same day. Yeah, that did feel cosmic, I'm sure. Um, speaking of cosmic, that just reminded me, we heard from one of our sweet regular listeners that, um, I made a bad, not bad mistake, but I made a mistake a couple of episodes ago. Um, when I was talking about the, I called it the return of Mercury. When you turn 28, it's actually called Saturn's return. I was wrong with my planets. Oh, well, I don't think anyone's going to be able to forgive you. (laughs) Do your best. Okay. Just try, try really hard. (laughs) Anyway, thank you, Hannah, for letting us know. Please, if you hear things like that, let us know. We're happy to correct our bullshit because we do spew a lot of it. (laughs) I know. Sometimes I hear myself talking so confidently about things on this. uh, When I'm listening back to an episode, I'm like, huh, I have no idea if that was right. (laughs) Where did that confidence come from? We try and look it up, but sometimes the extent of our research is Wikipedia. So, you know, mistakes can be made. Mistakes can be made. And sometimes you can be really convicted in the fact that you know something. And then when you examine that knowledge later or you hear yourself say it, you're like, huh. Sounded really confident about that, but uh, I'm not sure that that's a fact. Happy to admit when we're wrong. Are you? I feel like you're a kind of person who loves to be right. I love to be right, but I'll also admit when I'm wrong. I'm not too proud to admit it. I just much. I just really relish being right. You know. Ugh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> Finishing September 16th. You went to the gym and did legs day. I just did a leg day. Legs day. I just had a legs day <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> Sounds weird to say legs day. All six of them. I. Um, <laughs> I've been going to like a little too hard. I always do zero to a hundred when I haven't worked out in forever. And now that we're in time of quarantine, I'm like, yeah, go for it. And my butt hurts so bad when I <laughs> sit in the toilet, it hurts and not for good reasons, you know, not a butt migraine. It's really tough for me. I think that to bottom. Yeah. I like have like a migraine in my butthole for like a day <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Finishing up this day, you made tilapia, you hung in the pool and you watched Wilfred. I made tilapia. <laughs> 
Why is that so shocking? I don't ever recall making fish. Like, I do like to cook, but that's just odd. I can't imagine. That's also rude in an apartment I'm sharing. Like, it's going to smell for everyone. And then I watched Wilfred. That's the one with the dog, right? Like, the dog human. Yeah, with uh, what's his face? Yeah, that um, guy. Frodo. Elijah, Elijah Dushku. No. Um, Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. He goes to our vet, by the way. I sat next to him at the vet's office. Um, he does, a... does he go to your vet? <laughs> no, does he bring his animal? <laughs> does he, like, have... <laughs> flea problem or what does he need to get his anal uh, gland drained expressed <laughs> yeah 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 he was he was scooting across the floor in that's office last time i was there i was the bet fine elijah was doing his thing again he has so many problems uh no he takes his dog to our dog's vet and he, his dog is really ill-behaved I'll say it to his face. I don't know. Now I'm picturing him bringing in Wilfred. His dog in the show is just a man in like a really crude dog outfit. <laughs> is Okay, so he's the one that has the dog. He's not the dog in that one? Yeah, it's like, or it's the neighborhood dog. I forget how the dog comes into play, but it's like a really, everyone else sees this animal as a dog, but Elijah Wood sees him as a human in a nasty dog costume, and he's like filthy. He's like, I'm going to hump your girlfriend's leg, and like nobody else can hear him talk, and I wonder why it didn't last longer. <laughs> <laughs> Is it was it a show or a movie? I think it was a show. I don't know. Anyone know what's happening okay. with the that show nowadays? <laughs> we could absolutely look up Wilford, but we're just going to talk for five minutes about what it might be. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm good with that. I think I think our cool. imagination of Wilford is probably more entertaining than what it really was. Well, last time I saw Elijah, I sat next to the guy, interacted with his dog, and his eyes are incredibly piercing. He is like unmistakably him. You know what I mean? Like you meet you meet eyes with him, and you're like, oh. Hmm. That could that's not just someone that looks vaguely like Frodo. That's fucking Frodo. That's fucking Frodo. That's how I felt about um Rob Lowe. Remember, did I did I brag about it when I sat next to him on the subway? Or he sat next to me rather? No, I don't think you did. Um I was on the subway and it was literally like me and one other person in our car, and I'm sitting in one of the few sections that just has two seats, and I'm on one of the seats, and Rob Lowe walks on and sits right next to me when there were plenty of seats all over the place, and I was like, um, Rob Lowe, mm. are you trying to are you trying to get this? And yeah. uh, Rob Lowe's on the down low, perhaps. I'd like to go down low on Rob Lowe. Sure. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm texting my mom, telling her that I'm sitting next to Rob Lowe. But I was like pretty confident Rob Lowe was reading my text. So I was like, I can't say much because Rob Lowe is reading this. I love how in my fictitious world, how interested Rob Lowe is in me. You have to stop saying that full name. Rob Lowe. That's true. We're close now. I can just call him Robbie. Uh-huh. Anyway, his eyes were piercing. You, don't, you, you recognize that man right away as well. Him and Elijah have that in common. They should get together. So what else happened on September 16th? (laughs) (laughs) You watched Wilfred. God bless. So on September 17th, your director talked to you about average lead singer's progress, (laughs) Um, hoping it gets better. Yeah, this Um, was awkward. Like I just got vocal captain a second ago and we're still in the studios where we have like a bunch of directors. We have the people who hire the vocalists. We have the people above them, producers. And I'm like, why are you coming to me with this? I am... I'm her peer and this is very awkward like there's a million other people who can be dealing with her progress oh that's true I guess though as a vocal captain they probably wanted to like clue you in if she's an issue early on since you're going to be locked on a ship <laughs> I with was her. clear don't worry <laughs> <laughs> you're like director she's very average <laughs> um Oh, your old director, L, is around. He saw you sing Angels and gave you a head nod of approval. I was waiting for this moment. He was, uh, <laughs> when we were talking about him, like, being all up in our space again after he made me cry the year earlier, 
I remember this so much because it was important to me. I'm singing a song and I fucking nailed the fuck out of it. I was so proud of myself. And I look over and I see Elle standing there. And thank God I didn't see him until afterward because had I seen him beforehand, I certainly would have fucked it up. Just like would have been in your head about it. Yeah. And he just stares me in the eye and gives a very slow, dramatic head nod of like, yes, well done. And I was like, yes, fuck you all. I am a god. (laughs) Bow before me. (laughs) Meanwhile, I just successfully made it through like a 45 second song. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. Um, Then you watched Pick of Destiny with the twos. (laughs) Yeah, uh, the twos are who I hang out with a lot in this contract. Yeah. I fucking love Jack Black, and I was just talking about this with Kick literally yesterday. We were watching Tribute, hit that music video. Remember Tenacious D? Oh, I mean, I, yeah, that it existed. I think I listened to one uh, song of theirs ever. You're missing out. Jack Black is like supremely talented. He is actually he is. a very right. good actor. He's funny as fuck, can sing his face off, and like shred on guitar. He truly is a gifted man it's easy to like um discount him as like yeah, a potty humor music totally. or, uh, comedian yeah he seems like such a like a lowbrow but he is he's i revere jack black any hoozlebees oh yeah but yeah he's the hoozlebees <laughs> that's <laughs> <laughs> i know that's why i said it <laughs> reminds me of on drag race recently rue was talking to one of the queens nikki doll who's french rue asked if how to say saboteur in french and michelle goes it's a french word and rue was like I know. It's the joke. <laughs> her look, she just like kept looking dead ahead and she was just like, mm-hmm, yes, bitch, I know. That's the entire joke. Um, I never know whether RuPaul is like really smart or like a little dumb. Because when you listen to Watch the Tea, her podcast, it's really entertaining. But sometimes I'm like, I think she just kind of like misses big chunks of things. Yeah, there's. it's funny because like RuPaul is so canny in business and is um, such a like a like his knowledge, her knowledge, I, I know it doesn't matter, pronouns don't matter for RuPaul, but um, his knowledge of um, pop culture and gay references, it goes so far. Like, he could reference any um, any movie, anything that's even a little bit iconic or camp or cult favorite. He knows every actress. He's just so tuned into that entire world. But then, yeah, he'll be very ditzy about things or, like, kind of uninformed about big things. Like, how how are we having this conversation yeah. right now? There is this strange dichotomy through because, uh-huh. on the one hand, he's this progressive queer icon. But then, you know, like, he'll do things – like, in 2018 when he made those bullshit comments about trans queens being on his show. And yeah. I just – Sometimes feels like it's two different people. Also, on his farm in Wyoming right now, he may or may not be allowing fracking happening. So, which is uh, are you fracking? A, kidding me? A real problem. Um, yeah, it's it's unclear because his land is under oil management or under management by big oil company, and um, a lot of those big oil companies uh, are fracking really aggressively, which is a huge leader in climate change. So, it's like a it's a very interesting situation. We're like, wait a second, Rue you can't just blindly let oil companies manage your land. Like people are oh, like questioning like what actually is happening on that ranch. Anyway, I need Rue to be someone that I can look up to. So he's going to just need to make sure to get his shit together. Yeah. Oh, what? I see the S E X word in this, uh, this next entry, oh, but thank God. But no, I didn't have sex. I don't know uh, what I did. I'll, I will. Um, but we're going to start <laughs> at the happened? beginning. So calm down. Um, on September 18th, your director asked you to make sure, Still standing was ready for tomorrow. 
he's putting a lot of pressure on me now i'm vocal captain and it's, it's just, like a four-part song and i'm like you still are our director you still are in charge of teaching us this shit but he basically was like make sure the singers know this and i was like okay um and to be clear the vocal captain's job if if i understand right is usually just to maintain the quality of the show on the ship correct yeah their job begins when you get in the ship and we're still in rehearsals like we just whatever they set in rehearsal it's our job to make sure it stays that way gotcha um here's the sex word that i was refer uh, that i referenced earlier um, your roommate talking sexual oh. been there before. Yeah. I for- you mean your, your gay roommate who has a boyfriend was starting to get innuendo. He doesn't have the boyfriend yet. Um, oh, gotcha. He got that boyfriend on the ship. But before that, I forgot that he was, I guess, pretty flirty. He just like always was walking around in a jock strap. Oh, and like that's, mm. but I, in hindsight, I, <laughs> yeah, and he was built too. um, picks. Oh, pics? No, I didn't take pics. No, That's can you show me a picture of him, not of him in his jockstrap? Oh, sure, and we'll just put it on the Instagram. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, um, but that in hindsight, I realized he just like genuinely liked jockstraps. I think he just wore them and like did. I didn't. I don't think he was intending any kind of like flirtiness or sexualness. And I just like was around for it. Uh, but in the moment, it's you can see why I might feel like he was being a little sexual with me. Yeah, walking around in a jockstrap. Can we just talk really quickly about the gift that is a big fat ass framed by a jockstrap there's something so fucking sexy about that i mean that's what he looked like and he was constantly in that state like he's he was a dancer he was a ballet dancer so his ass got was that, beautiful. He, that big bubble butt big bubble butt and a big bulge in front it was nice I'm, i mean i'm drooling with the thought i've, I've been drooling from inside too much are you, are you drooling from your penis <laughs> my penis is drooling how come nobody says that can that be a term oh my penis is drooling dick drool no we dick drool is worse but than it, pre-cum and pre-cum is a really gross word it's true but it's like dick drool you know it's like it really paints a picture and it's not a it's not a wrong picture no it actually is quite evocative yeah because it's kind of, it's what it's doing anyway my dick was drooling watching him rock around in his jock straps but that's as far as it went <laughs> okay well i have a crush on him but i've never even seen him <laughs> A crush on him. Ballet dancer butts. I mean, talk about make me weak in the knees. It is one of my great weaknesses. Um, whew, distracted over here. Distracted. Is that uh, a word? Or did you just make it up? No, that's a thing. Nice. I've never heard it before. Oh, well, put it in your vocabulary. Um, distracted. Use it in a sentence. His bubble butt makes me completely distracted. D-I-C-K-S-T-R-A-C-T-E-D. Distracted. Well done. You move on to the next round of the gay spelling bee. Perfect. Thank you so much. <laughs> on September 19th, you had an ab fab rehearsal. Separate Lives gets me annoyed. Separate Lives is in the Journey song? No, it's the one I talked about last time. It's one of the Phil Collins songs. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Yikes. Wait. Oh, no. The Journey song is Separate Ways, and that is a fucking great song. That's a that's a hit. Um, we did that in show choir my senior year of high school. Don't worry about it. Oh, um, I am now very worried about it. In fact. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not cute. Uh, you said my voice is so, so tired. I mean, that makes sense. You're just screlting all day, every day in rehearsal. Rehearsals are harder than shows. Shows you do it once, well, once or twice and you're done. Um, afterwards, you went to Taverna Opa for Greek food with cast very fun place yeah we did a lot of group outings it was nice although it was very um apparent i was i think at one point every single person in the cast except for me was in a couple and i was like good fucking lord it's your lot in life it's my lot in life so 
on September 20th, you waited around most of the day at rehearsal. Ugh, that's not a great feeling. Um, the looks like one of the singers went off on the other one and you had to talk with her. It is like too early for this shit. I don't want to people manage you right now. Like it was more than the job called for, but it was then all of a sudden expected of me to be like separating these people. And I was just like, Hmm, this is what this contract is going to be like. Great. Delightful for you. Having just gotten in a leadership position where then you get to deal with all that shit. (laughs) Um, Oh, I thought this says watched Yo-Yo Virgin, but it's 40-year-old Virgin, but you uh, abbreviated year old, so 40-year-old. Oh, <laughs> nice. Speaking of Yo-Yo Virgin, I just watched Jojo Rabbit, and it was so good. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I love that movie so hard. I want to go watch it again. Fuck off, Hitler. It's so good. <laughs> it is remarkable. If you haven't seen it, it, I already said this, but it was my favorite movie of last year. So yeah, amazing. I loved it. Like, it was a strange... Um, it's kind of how I feel about Barry. It's a hard uh, genre to accomplish with this, like, very silly, funny um, commentary on very, very serious, difficult dark to talk about. Subject dark. matter. Yeah, it's, uh, it is it is amazing how they were able to walk that line. And honestly, I fell in love with Scarlett Johansson. I, I just cannot get over how good she was in that movie. She's a gem. She is a gem. Um, you Okay, so this night actually sounds like a lot of fun because you watch 40-Year-Old Virgin, played Bananagrams with Papa John's and beer. Ugh. I want all like, of the above. I know. What fun. Girl, oh, what fun it is to play Banana Grams with Papa John's and beer. Oh, what fun <laughs> it is to play Banana Grams <laughs> with Papa John's and beer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your contributions. <laughs> you are valued. Um, September 21st. Do you remember the 21st night of September? Glad we're back to I have, that. I know. I've gotten that song in I don't, I, maybe 60% of the episodes. <laughs> I think I've hit my limit. Uh, um, you went to the pool, then the mall all day with um, a dancer couple. Uh, two more of my lovely friends. They were okay. cool. Yeah. Great. You still talk to these people? I do. Not uh, as frequently as one other person from this contract, but they're the kind that you can like always reach out. And uh, they live not too far. They're in Vegas. Oh, nice. Oh, do, do they still dance? They do. Yeah, they're they're doing great. They're super talented, super pretty. And I think, I mean, no one's doing great right now, but I think in the normal world, they're doing great. Yeah, they're, they're furloughed at the moment. But once uh, things start up again, eventually they will be yeah. dancing. Great. Um, let's see here. They went, so um, after your pool and mall day with them, you went over Swing City and a little ab fab. Gonna be a long day tomorrow. It's work, baby. Get over it. Yeah, I love it. I, I'm ready to complain no matter what I'm doing. Uh, that's fair enough. Um, that is a nice tidy place to end, though, because we went through exactly one week. And you know how I like to keep it in one or two week segments. Um, did we hear from anyone this week? Do we have any listener mail or any housekeeping to get through? Um, we we did have some listener mail that um, I knew was coming. I was honestly waiting for the day. Uh, no, it's not bad, but I thought it could be. It was Kay from the early episodes. Plowed oh, through. Wait, remind people who Kay is. He was your he was the lead singer on your first ship. Kay is in like the first, maybe like the third and fourth episode we introduce him. Kay is this um, older man. He was like fifty. He's like just the sweet uh, singer from the first ship that was had my back when I was like down one day. Um, really nice guy. He messaged me and was like, I think the first thing he said before he even said I'm listening is, "How dare you tell people I was 50. <laughs> <laughs> How old was he? Um, I think he was 46. Anyway, I was like, oh, so you're li- you listening to the podcast then? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
That's pretty great, honestly. It was so funny, and I was like, I am so sorry. I So I am making an official retraction. He was not 50. He was 46, but this whole time he's looked 22. So don't worry about it, Kay. You're beautiful and wonderful. <laughs> so um, many corrections in this I know. episode. Um, but I was so happy to see or to hear that he had been, uh, listening to it and he was asking me questions along the way. And eventually I was like, okay, love you, but just like, listen and you'll figure it out. Or I don't know. I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, he asked who Merlot was, he was like really getting into it. And, uh, he plowed through nine episodes before I could yell boo. Wow. That's amazing. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. It was very sweet. Thanks Kay. Nice to have you as a listener. Um, and one more, I guess one more announcement that we should make, uh, didn't mention this earlier on, but, uh, this has been our first ever, um, remote episode. I'm recording yeah. from our normal studio in LA. Mike is down near San Diego where he lives. And, um, because Peter decided to come home from Australia, uh, and he would have, he's been on two planes in the last couple weeks and, uh, been in a whole different community. We thought it would be the smart move to not interact with anyone for a while. So for a couple of weeks, we're going to do mandatory, uh, not just isolation, but quarantine here in our house. And that means Mike can't come hang out, which sucks. It does suck. I'm bummed obviously to not hang out with cam, but, um, this is a nice little taste of what she'll be getting when cam really does live in Australia. And, uh, to be honest, it feels exactly the same, except for I can't smell Cam's um, disgusting, disgusting grundle. How dare you talk about my pristine grundle that way? <laughs> <laughs> we are really lucky that we have the technology to do this. Uh, we have it set up so we're on FaceTime with each other, but we're recording uh, like we normally do with the same equipment we always use. So hopefully mm-hmm. you aren't experiencing too much difference on your end when you're listening to this. Yeah. That uh, is our goal. And if you are, um, just uh, f*** off. knew you were gonna say something like that (laughs) no if uh, we're gonna continue to tweak this this is our first uh, attempt at the remote process but i am pretty confident that it's gonna be smooth sailing smooth sailing um i agree all right mikey uh that does it for episode 42 so um if people want to find more of my best friend's journal uh we invite you to follow us online on instagram and on twitter at mbfj podcast yeah one more thing we're back on twitter (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we're back on Twitter. We just decided that it's uh, it's another way to interact with people uh, in this time when we are more isolated than ever. So we're back on Twitter for the time being. Sorry for the yo-yo. Follow us if you want. Don't if you don't. And in three um, weeks, we're going to delete our Twitter again. And then maybe five <laughs> weeks after that, we'll see. So just uh, no expectations from us. <laughs> if you're not on Twitter or Instagram, you can always go to our website, mybestfriendsjournal.com. Or you can send us an email at mybestfriendsjournal at gmail.com. And please, if you can, rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, especially now that we have all this time to fill with content. Um, Those ratings really, really help us, especially now that it kind of helps boost our visibility. So we really appreciate that. We sure do. All right, Mikey, until next time, always remember, Dick Drool is the new (laughs) pre-cum. Bye. Bye.